You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's already Thursday, which means before a 4th of July weekend that this is probably a blow-off work day if you're not off already. Uh, It's just the way it works a lot of the times, but for the rest of us who do have to work, we will pick up the slack. (laughs) Oh man, I was just uh, talking to a friend of mine. And my producer, Brian, I was like, what are you doing this weekend, you know? And, and Brian's, you know, got barbecue cookouts and all this stuff. And here I am, and I'm by myself. I'm batching it this weekend, right? I'm batching it. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, wife's out of town. And so uh, I'm pretty much just going to do stuff here at the house and uh, get the... Uh, the and, yeah, this is what uh, this is what I think women do a lot of the times. They like to uh, mark their territory. You know, men are always said that you you're mark your territory. Women do things to uh, shoo off the competition. For instance, when you go to a store, I'm just going to tell you guys who are just now dating you cisgendered uh, uh, people, you know, in the audience, Um, uh, you know, just straight people. Anyway, um, men, when you start dating, the, the moment that she asks you to hang on to her purse while she tries on clothes, it's over. That is not. That is a signal to all other women. Don't touch him. Don't do anything. The other thing that women do, when they're out of town, they leave the guy a big honeydew list. And, and the guy knows exactly what's going to happen when you come back, and when she comes back, and it ain't done. All right? So there's two ways that women, and then another thing that women like to do, that I think, uh, I think my theory is they want to keep you from straying by weakening you, is that uh, when you are married to a woman, or maybe even being with her, she will just instantaneously change where things are she will literally in the kitchen i'll be in there and all of a sudden she decides one day to move the junk drawer over here to the island and move the silverware drawer to where the drunk junk the junk drawer was and i think that's uh, that's meant to confuse and weaken the men in their lives so they won't stray so those are my theories as far as uh, relationships are concerned so you can take them or leave them and uh, i have a funny feeling you will uh, most probably leave them so i do want to get into uh, the latest updates on Joe Biden's corruption, Hunter Biden's corruption, what's coming out. Hopefully, this plea deal will be rejected by the judge involved because more and more is coming out. And now we know that uh, Hunter Biden was given this plea deal to get him off and to have him be able to be, be silent. All right, so by saying that the investigation continues, now Hunter Biden can plead the fifth no matter how many times he's brought before Congress. So I'll get to that here very shortly on the show. Eric Bowling talked to Megyn Kelly last night, and Rob Schmidt had some great stuff. But a big, big, big thing this morning, Supreme Court outlaws race as a factor in college admissions in major affirmative action ruling. The justices voted 6-3 to three to rule Harvard and UNC programs unconstitutional. Now, uh the reason why the Democrat Party is so eager to uh, not talk about, say, for instance, the failing schools in America's inner cities, which fail largely black students, kids of color, uh, they never bring it up. They never talk about it because Democrat policies ushered in this massive collapse of the black nuclear family, the education system, etc. All right. And then to make up for it, they're going to try and maybe do reparations, they're going to do whatever, or 
They allow kids who've been cheated by the public education system set up for failure by the Democrats to get into schools like Harvard, where I presume a good share of them, if they are met with a modicum of fairness as far as grading, will greatly disadvantage them in college, ultimately getting them removed from college, or the university will lower its standards. I'm not sure, haven't been to Harvard, don't ever plan on going to Harvard, but honestly, it's a screw job for people of color in this country and the Democrat Party policies that have brought us there. All right? That said, Supreme Court has banned colleges from using race as a factor when admitting students in a landmark ruling on affirmative action on Thursday. The 6-3 decision ruled that Harvard and the University of North Carolina's race-based affirmative action admission policies unconstitutional. The ruling ends uh, the decades of affirmative action policy that was designed to boost the number of black and Hispanic students in colleges. Now universities will have to look for new ways to better incorporate minority groups and ensure representation among student bodies. How about this, Democrat Party? How about fulfill your promises? How about all the lies you've told people of color over the decades that, you know, this great society is going to fix everything. Uh, we are going to, you know, we are going to do this and inclusivity and, and in schools and we're going to, and then every policy that has affected people of color, particularly in inner cities by Democrats, has failed them. So now we have societal problems uh, reinforced by bad policy and bad schools. So that's where it needs to start. By the time it gets to Harvard, it's too late. Uh, Judge Roberts ruled that for too long, colleges in the United States have concluded wrongly that the touchstone of an individual's identity is not challenges bested, skills built, or lessons learned, but the color of their skin. In other words, the antithesis of what Martin Luther King Jr. said. And this will be a positive. If you only see race... If you only see race as an obstacle in the United States, and it's not the only obstacle in the United States. I know this. I was born poor, all right? I had to overcome obstacles as well. Even though supposedly I have white privilege, I would love for you to live just a couple of days in my childhood and see how you come out because uh, you'd have PTSD. That's all I got to say. Roberts was joined in the the minority opinion by uh, Amy Coney Barrett, Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh. The court's liberal justices, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who doesn't know what a woman is, Sonia Sotomayor, and Alega Kagan, of course, dissented because they only consider politics and not the Constitution. Universities were sued by uh, Students for Fair Admissions, a conservative nonprofit, and a lot of kids have uh, lost their college education, their opportunity, despite tremendous skill and acumen and test scores, but they were eliminated, many of them Asian Americans, for race. And that cannot happen. Here's a story. I saved this from a couple weeks ago. Asian American teen who could end affirmative action. Florida student, 18, is a plaintiff in the Supreme Court case against Harvard after a racist rejection from the top colleges despite superb scores. Listen to this. John Wang, 18, got 1590 on his SAT, 4.65 high school GPA, rejected by six top schools. He is one of the plaintiffs in this case, and he just won. I love this. You know, and I'm going to tell you, I, I'm a kid, and I had to overcome a lot of stuff 
even though I'm a privileged white person, right? I had to ho- overcome, uh, you know, uh, adoption at birth. Uh, my mother was raped. A uh, 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 first adoptive father who left me when I was seven. Never looked back. Don't. So I, I was fatherless. Uh, got a stepdad. Uh, you know, pretty abusive for a lot of the times. You know, bullied in school. Poor. All this stuff. But every day when I was in high school, I was the first kid. I was the first kid in school and the last person out because I knew how important it was. I knew how important it was to be a National Honor Society. And I didn't get to National Honor Society until I was a junior. And I busted my butt. I had about three, eight, something or other, you know. So every one of it, it meant something to me because I knew it was going to make me a better person in life. How do you feel if you're just handed something because of the color of your skin? Don't you suppose that this entire system of affirmative action causes employers to say, huh, boy, I don't know. You're a affirmative action case, so I kind of wonder about your skill set or if they just, uh, you know, it's because of the color of your skin. Do you see what I'm talking about? That's just the, the mindset that this ushers in when you allow this. When you allow this. So the student, he said, I gave them my test scores. Uh, they told me I had a 20% chance of getting accepted to Harvard as an Asian student, 95% chance as an African-American. Wang now attends Georgia Tech, has no worries with potential backlash for a future career. I feel like I'm looking back 10 or 20 years from now. I didn't do it. If I didn't speak up, I'd be pretty upset with myself. Any kid who gets rejected... Uh, for their academic excellence uh, because of the, the, their nationality. It, it, it is a crime. It is a crime to have your ability to succeed. You want to talk about institutional racism? That's institutional racism. Okay, all of the talk about institutional racism. There are no laws on the book in the United States that say black people can't. All right? But this is institutional racism. This is saying the only way you can is if you're a person of color. Do you understand this now? So in all of this talk about institutional racism by the left, they're the ones who want to keep it in place. And the Supreme Court just said, you know what? That's what I think of your institutional racism. And, of course, uh, you know, the, the justices... Uh, the lefty justices, they were completely down with it, or not down with it. They were upset. Uh, Joseph uh, Sotomayor said in a written dissent that the decision rolls back decades of precedent and momentous progress. Except for if you're a really smart Asian kid. Yeah. yeah. Katanji Brown Jackson says it's a tragedy for us all. No, you getting on the Supreme Court is a tragedy for us all. Because you're not a terribly bright person. Chuck Schumer said the Supreme Court uh, ruling has put a giant roadblock in our country's march toward racial justice. Whatever the hell that means. The consequences of this decision will be felt immediately and across the country as students of color will face an admission cycle next year with fewer opportunities. No, not if they get their grades up. Not if they become excellent. There have to be bars for excellence. And I don't care what color your skin is. If you aren't excellent, you don't get to do it. I got a friend. He's got a, a very bright young son, and he wanted to be a uh, a commander on a submarine. And and he does not have the t- – no, he wanted to be a fighter pilot. He's a white kid. I know he should be able to just step right in. Oh, I'm a white guy. Let me show you my card. Yeah, there I am. I'm Mr. White Guy. Just give me my pilot. He didn't get it, so he's on a submarine. 
Nothing against you guys on the submarines. I'm just saying he wanted to be a pilot. He's going to a submarine. Nothing, I don't get up. I'm saying submariners rock, okay? I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm just saying that he couldn't become a Top Gun pilot because he didn't have the grades. So uh, 60% of, uh, of uh, Asians, 18 to 24, enrolled in college around the country in 2021. 60% of Asians. So Tiger Moms and the Asian culture, the, and it is the Asian culture, and the Asian family that pushes this, that drives this, and they expect excellence. 38% of white people... The same age. The figure is 37% for blacks. So basically, neck and neck with whites, 33% Hispanics, 28% for students who describe themselves as American Indians or Alaska Natives. All right? So I, I think, if anything, this is a challenge. A challenge to primary schools, a challenge to these Democrat posers who've been uh, saying that they're going to fix the schools, and say that, and then when election day rolls around, they leave money on the dresser and they get up and leave, and kids are stuck. Twenty-three high schools in Baltimore, nobody doing math or English at grade level. Kids graduating without being able to read. Try to get into Harvard with that. It's momentous. I think it's I think it's wonderful. If you want to comment on this, you may. I've got a lot of other things to get to. 800-922-6680. Uh, I've got uh, Joe Joe Biden out. To, he's uh, he's trying to make Bidenomics positive. He's literally taken the word that everybody when they think Bidenomics they think oh yeah the crappy economy that he's made, and he's trying to do the Stalinistic thing where he he, he reverts it and he inverts it. And says Bidenomics good, and he hopes that the media will pick it up so everybody goes, yeah, Bidenomics good. Problem is, we're suffering through it, including Biden regulations that are costing you and me $10,000 per household, and that goes up to 60000 in 2024. I'll get to all of that in your phone calls at 800 This, my friends, is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. You are on the go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. The D.C. swamp has divided us. It's time to come together to fight for America as founded. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, I've been... Uh kind of looking at this uh, this big Supreme Court case. It's outlawing race as a factor in college admissions, which, I mean, who are you doing a favor to by lowering admission standards to get a, an afflicted group into uh, college? Because isn't that kind of the finish line? Shouldn't you look at what came before and the policies that are destroying like inner city schools and have been for 50, 60 years under Democrat rule and, and teachers unions? Why are we not holding the damn teachers unions accountable for all this nonsense and you know, why 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 are we not holding those people accountable because they're the ones who got the kids here and then also i mean let's just look at uh, particularly inner city uh black society 13 times the national murder rate i can go on and on we read the headlines in chicago who are you who are you helping out by getting people into into harvard because of their color of their skin Got to focus a lot earlier. And, and I got to tell you, I think we're at a breaking point. I think, I think America is at a breaking point with the maltreatment of kids of color, particularly in inner city America, run by Democrats. Because 
60 years of fail, 60 years of promise, 60 years of fail. It's about time to turn this thing around. Uh, let's go to Harold in Parkville, Maryland. Hello there, Harold. Welcome to the show. Go ahead. How you doing, my friend? Glorious, glorious. What's up? Well, there, you're, the one thing that they can say is that the Supreme Court can say anything they want. But the magic word is inclusion. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The magic word is inclusion. They can they can force all this gay pride crap down your throat. They can be out there marching and beating people naked in back of, of pickup trucks and all this kind of crap. They can ride bicycles naked through the street with inclusion. And I'm sick of it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and then that's what that's what socialism is all around. It's it's not uh, it's not raising the boats of people who are suffering, but lowering the boats of the successful. And we've seen this in a number of different ways. And now they're using the word inclusion. Uh, so even people who are uh, substandard as far as academically, and I'm not saying black people. I'm saying just anybody who's substandard. They are moved to the head of the line if they are perceived to be an afflicted group, and it doesn't help anybody, Harold. It doesn't help anybody at all. Where did he come out with protected groups? I mean, if we're all equal, how can you possibly have protected groups? Well, that's just the way the left things have, have taken things, and they have made uh, white, uh, white, um, uh, straight people the enemy. Everybody else is protected, including women. Oddly enough, but but now they're you know now now they're uh, putting men in women's sports, and now they're you know doing uh, nonsense, uh, uh, making women into birthing people and uh, and uh, chest feeding people. It's just it's ridiculous. Well, I tell you one thing: when he had that one Supreme Court uh, woman up there, and they asked her, "What is a woman?" and she says, oh, "I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a uh, biologist." Yeah. She well, can't that's, even answer that. Yeah, she's a prime example. She's a prime example of uh, of Harvard. She uh, and Kamala Harris were put in their positions because they they checked a box. Joe Biden said it. Joe Biden said that he wanted a black woman. He would nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. And what do you get? This is a perfect metaphor. It's a perfect metaphor for what happened at Harvard and, and the University of North Carolina. I appreciate the call there, Alex. I appreciate that. You're not benefiting anyone. Anyone can achieve excellence if they, A, have the intelligence, B, have the people around them who want them to be in, uh, excellent, who want to push them into being excellent. I mean, I went through a lot of crap when I was a kid, but my mom always wanted me to be excellent at what I did. I told my son when he was uh, in, in the second grade, I said, you can fail at a lot of things, my friend, but you are not going to fail in school. And when he did start to fail in school around sixth grade, I took away his gaming console and I said, some needy kid's going to get the best gaming console and game collection ever. And I put it up and his grades went to A and he's been that way ever since. And there's pride in that. I just wonder how much pride there is knowing that you got into Harvard or University of North Carolina because of your skin color. Then when you get there, you're competing with people who, who had 1600s on their SET. Does that benefit you? Or does it even just embarrass you further? It really is. It's just, uh, it's remarkable. All right, so coming up, I've got some, uh, some news on uh, Joe Biden on the campaign trail saying Bidenomics is good. And then we get into this IRS whistleblower 
And uh, I just have a funny feeling Joe Biden ain't going to be the president much longer. He won't be the candidate in 2024. I know, hard to believe, but I got evidence. I've done a lot of research, and it kind of makes sense. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp. distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the President of the United States is going to go out and uh, polish the turd. You've heard the expression, uh, wag the dog. Joe Biden is polishing the turd. Uh, He's saying that Bidenomics is good despite the fact that uh, it's killing America. Biden regulations have cost $10,000 per household. Could spike to 60 k if he's reelected in 2024, which he won't be. Analysts found that uh, Biden regulations cost $10,000 per household, one-third of the cost coming from new fuel and emission standards. Yeah. The Committee to Unleash Prosperity put together this. President Trump ended up decreasing the cost Americans pay per year during his tier, uh, years in uh, in the White House <coughs> by $3,000. And, of course, Biden's uh, inflation has uh, caused all of this to be wiped away. Uh, economist and professor at University of Chicago found in his analysis that Biden is surpassing regulatory costs on American households and businesses at a faster pace than Obama. The added costs of these Biden-era final rules, which include both their current and expected future costs, almost about $10,000 a household, according to White House Council of Economic Advisors Casey Mulligan. The added cost of the rules, which include, like I said, a future $10,000 if regulatory costs continue to rise at the same rate as they did during the Obama administration. The total cost of Biden's rulemaking over an eight-year period could reach $60,000 a, a, a household. I mean, think about that. Think about how much more it costs to, uh, you know, get your gas bill and your electric bill. And now they want in places like New York, get rid of gas stoves. Idiotic. They want to get rid of coal and wood-fired ovens. That's going to do a face plant. The person who came up with that rule in New York City needs to be ridden out of town on a rail. The report estimates uh, the, uh, ten, uh, the, the, the Obama increased U.S. Uh, household cost by 4000 Biden uh, about uh, 5000 in the first term thus far. Um, warns it exponentially increases in his second term. So 
There you go. Started off, by the way, with uh, energy uh, dependence. We have plenty of oil and gas and everything. We are a world leader and net exporter. And Joe Biden, and it's nonsensical. It makes no sense to do it other than you want to hobble American energy and send the energy, uh, uh, let, uh, let China control our energy. Then you win. But here is Joe Biden yesterday talking about how wonderful his economics are. Today, the U.S. has the highest economic growth rate leading the world economies since the pandemic, the highest in the world. That's Bidenomics in action. Bidenomics is about building an economy from the middle out and the bottom up, not the top down. Bidenomics, we're turning this around. We're supporting targeted investments. We're strengthening America's economy. Targeted investments are spending taxpayer money on things that never get fixed, like infrastructure. Economic security, our national security, our energy security, and our climate security. Yeah, well, who cares about the climate security? National security is down the toilet because China, we're in their pants right now. They flew a spy balloon over. We have an open southern border with people coming across the border. We're in a de facto war with Russia. Really? What about what about uh, you know uh, economic security? You got economic security working two jobs coming out of retirement? I don't think so. Let's go to Alex in Brooklyn. Alex, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. Yeah, thanks for taking the call. You know, I also wanted to comment. I want to comment about this Bidenomics thing because it's the wrong campaign slogan for Joe. I think the best campaign slogan for Joe is. Uh, I'll sleep two hours more a day because the only positive thing about this administration is that Joe Biden sleeps a lot because when he sleeps, he doesn't sign disastrous executive orders that end up destroying the country. So if he puts out a campaign slogan, I'll be sleeping in the entire day, I might actually vote for him because uh, there's no other thing that's going to come. Alex, Alex, i got to ask you, bro. You're in Brooklyn. Are you in Brooklyn now? Yes, I am. Uh, uh, How are the people? Dude, how are the people in New York responding to this idiotic call to restrict the pizza ovens? Are you kidding me? Uh, it's not. I don't think it's going to work out. I think they're going to. It's going to disappear. Like certain things are just a bit too far. It's, yeah. gonna, it's not only going to enrage like Republicans, like uh, having a pride march, or this is something that everybody agrees on. If you're in New York and you take away the one of the only positive things at this time in New York, is, is it's not really that smart for, for them to do it. So, Alex, let me Alex, ask you this, Alex. Let me ask you this. You go into Manhattan. What do you smell more, pot smoke or pizza? So that's a very difficult uh, question to answer. <laughs> air pollution. That's the air pollution right there. Yeah, you know, and the pizza, that's one of the, one of the things about pizza in New York is also that it has such a strong smell, so, right? So one of the ways of coping with the bad smells here in New York, because people are on all different kinds of things, is having the pizza. If they take yeah. away the pizza, covers up the smell of the... Yes, it covers up the scent of homeless people whizzing on the, on the sidewalk in front of you, like oh. happened to me in Times Square. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, you know, but this Bidenomics campaign slogan. Yeah, I think yeah. if I was Donald Trump, then I would put out a sign. Right, my, my my thing would be: Do you want more of Bidenomics? Why is Joe Biden doing the work for us? He's he's literally saying Bidenomics, everybody, and everyone's like Bidenomics. Yeah, I'm not voting for you. Why doesn't Joe Biden now come out and say, everybody, vote for me, Hunter Biden? Everyone's like, Hunter Biden. You know what I'm saying? It's it's going against himself. What's he accomplishing here with this? Yeah, I know, bro. It's a it's a mess. I I have a feeling that Mr. Biden's days are numbered, and uh, and I hope that EPA, I hope that EPA moron in New York gets gets uh, publicly humiliated and shamed. Because I mean, what a fool! All right, brother, have a good one. I just want to say this quickly, if I could. It's not going to be Kamala Harris because she's down the tanks as well. She lost in 2020 real fast. But uh, what about John Fetterman? Oh dear God, that would be a that'd be fantastic. I mean, they did it with Joe Biden. I told it to some of my friends; they were all laughing their heads off. I'm like, 
Gavin Newsom, they can't control, right? Gavin Newsom, yeah. they put him in, he'll beat Biden in the primary right away. But the handlers can't control him. John Fetterman, you put him in the basement, you say he's not Joe Biden, and John Fetterman didn't destroy the country. John Fetterman is unifying, unlike Joe Biden. Maybe it'll work. And then they hey, hey, listen him. to this. Now, I want you to listen to this. You want to talk about the dream ticket right now. The dream ticket for Democrats would be Fetterman-Feinstein. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, bud. Thanks for the call. Joe Biden for the press secretary. There you go. Oh, dear God. All right. Thanks for the phone call. Let's let's. uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's fantastic. Oh, oh, and this is here's the president yesterday being asked about all the all of the uh, I mean, let's face it. The man's incredibly corrupt. There's no doubting it anymore. There's there's a suspicious activity reports, LLCs, millions of dollars from China and Ukraine and Urania, Romania. So there's no doubt that we have the most corrupt man in power right now in Washington, D.C. In the history of mankind, here he is being asked about it yesterday. President Biden, how involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you, were you involved? Were you involved? Were you? No. Biden, how involved? President Biden, how involved you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Were you involved? No. Were you? No. There you go. No, no, no. Well, at least the mainstream media is asking the questions now. So ridiculous. Right now, the mainstream media is just trying to save face. Just trying to act like, oh, yeah, we've been on this all along. But they have bedded down with Maoists and towed the party line, even though they had the First Amendment. I mean, you want to talk about just completely... Screwing over the First Amendment. It's really remarkable being given such a gift. The greatest amendment, the greatest piece of legislation in American history, not the, not, not the, uh, the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment. The First Amendment was it. It was, it was revolutionary. It changed the world. And then the Second Amendment to defend it. That made us into the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. Took us from pooping in sheds outside to uh, flying to the moon and back and playing golf on the moon. And rock and roll. Don't forget rock and roll. Let's go to Blanca in Baltimore. Hello, Blanca. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Glorious, glorious. What's up? Great. Well, I wanted to let you know that um, I was not a beneficiary of the affirmative action and I was able to be accepted in one of the world's best liberal colleges, the Maryland Institute College of Art, without affirmative action. It actually took talent. Really? Uh, now, so, so you could, would, would, now, are, what is your nationality? Do you have a nationality that would be beneficial? Yes. Oh, really? What yes, is it? I'm, 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 I'm Salvadorian. So I may, I may, because this was back in 1990 when I was accepted and, and, and started uh, at the Maryland Institute College of Art, I may I may be the first Salvadorian uh, that that went to that school. But I tell you, it was talent. It, it was yeah. something we had no money. My parents said to me, "We're not signing any loans," and and I'm glad they taught me that lesson. We're not signing loans. If you want to go, this is on you. You do have the talent. You got in, and uh, and we wish you well. And yeah. uh, and also, uh, it bothers me when people uh, get on their high horse about uh, the the student loan uh, forgiveness program because I worked and uh, at a pharmaceutical company for three years to pay off my student loan. I know, and, uh, I know. So, uh, this affirmative action is a great thing, uh, and, uh, it, and it shouldn't have been. 
uh, raced on anything. And the, the, I remember his name, Scott Kelly, uh, who interviewed me for the um, to be a student. And he 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 didn't see me. He saw the the raw talent. He saw the, the 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 capacity I had, and not once did he even ask me what country was I in, even though my name was very distinct. He never even yeah. asked me where I was from. This is this is this, how how accomplished would you feel if somebody said, "Oh, you're Salvadoran. Um, you know what? We're going to let you in." And and there were other kids who was turned away who had much better SATs. How accomplished would you feel knowing that it was your ethnicity and not your excellence that got you into school? Right. I would I would feel like the uh, diversity hires that are happening now that you're you just basically want to want to tally how many people from a certain group. But get this, there was two years ago a scholarship that was advertised in Baltimore City, a scholarship. And it wasn't, you know, males or females. It, and I read it to my son, who is now a senior. And he, and he said, Mom, I could do this. And I said, what, what do you got? He said, look, it says here, if you identify as a black, uh, as a black student, you can apply to this. He said, I want to identify as a, as a black student. I said, Sammy, come on now. He said, Mom, it doesn't have any requirements other than you wanting to identify. That's, that's yeah. how low it's gotten in here in Baltimore City. Yeah. If you well, hopefully. As, yes, if you want to identify as a black student, you may apply for this scholarship. That's what the flyer said. Yeah, exactly. And you know what I'd do? I would, uh, I would uh, if that's happening still, I would go ahead and apply as a black student if, you, if you're a white student. Uh, you know, we got to blow this up. And I, and I have a funny feeling the Supreme Court uh, uh, ruling is going to hopefully have uh, a rolling impact across the country, including in places like, uh, you know, over in Maryland, where they've, they've or over in uh, Virginia, where they've done this nonsense at Thomas Jefferson High School over there in, uh, I think it's Loudoun County, that's uh, race-based. And it was largely Asian kids. They're discriminating against Asian kids kids in America's number one high school because there are too many Asian kids there. Well, I hate to tell you this, Sunshine. How about you just do better in school so you can beat the Asian kid rather than using your ethnicity and lack of skills and intelligence to, to put the Asian kid out? How about that, Blanca? Exactly. But also, you have to think it's not so much to beat the other children. There's, uh, there, there is a, a, a prerequisite. Goodness, there's even prerequisites after you graduate as far as what you, what you can bring to the table as an employee. So there should be a prerequisite before you enter as a student in any higher institution. Well, you know, Blanca, also, I mean, you 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 uh, hire someone out of college who's been told they're really great. Uh, They got into school because of their ethnicity. Uh, They've been they've been, uh, uh, you know, essentially had their grades inflated and then they hire them. Don't you suppose somebody as an employee would go, you know, I don't think I want to uh, hire somebody who could be a real pain in the ass. You know, uh, hire somebody who would immediately play the race card if you knew you if they were late for work. There was a there was a thing in in, uh, New York. There was this woman. She was working at a health club. And for 12 months, she was like 33 times late. She ended up winning, uh, you know, millions of dollars from the health club because she's a person of color showing up late. And she claimed racial discrimination. This is only that, that that affirmative action only hurts people. It, it keeps them from being. He keeps them from being hired. It casts a pall over them. It's great to get rid of affirmative action. It is affirmative. Affirmative is basically uh, saying I affirm in order for us to get the to get these people get endowments. I mean, not people. These school, schools get endowments to for for to uh, to continue. 
And uh, so I, I celebrate this as a Salvadorian that might be the first person who ever was ever uh, um, uh, accepted into such a great school. And it is a great school. Now, Bianca, uh, Blanca, let me ask you this. You know, we're a great American melting pot. I think you're probably around my age. Uh, you know, you, you can still be proud of your Salvadoran heritage and be a proud American. The same goes with Irish Americans and, and, uh, and uh, German and Italian and Asian Americans. I think we need to get back to that, Blanca. We really do. Be proud of your past. Be proud of being a black person. But be proud of being a black American. Exactly. It, 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 yeah. I'm 51 years old. My, my husband is from Peru. So my children are Peruvian, Salvadorian heritage, but wow. citizenship American. I want to come to your house for Thanksgiving. I think it'd be awesome. Yes, you can have pollo saltado and pupusas, and also, Ooh. you know, we'll have we'll have we'll have some uh, some some uh, worship Latin music on. I am so down with that, Blanca. Thank you. Have a glorious day. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. I've been uh, talking a lot about uh, RFK Jr. It's not because I want him to be the president. I'll tell you right now. And the reason being, he's got a D in front of his name. And he does, uh, you know, dumb things with it. For instance, the other day he talked about he wouldn't take away weapons from the American people. And yeah, now he's telling News Nation out of town hall that he would sign an assault weapons ban if it reached his desk. Said if we can get consensus on it, if Republicans and Democrats agreed and it passed, I would sign it. Now, everybody with uh, any um, any uh, modicum of uh, intelligence and uh, knowledge of history knows that the assault weapons ban that Joe Biden signed, I believe this is from 1994, was a failure. It was a joke. So uh, anyway, he made his uh, statement about assault weapons uh, a ban just minutes after intimating that guns are not the problem. He indicated that Americans have always had guns and that America used to bring firearms to schools for gun clubs and no one thought of shooting at children. And it was the way well, I was when I was in high school. We had half the kids, I mean, well, not half, maybe all the kids in FFA, <laughs> Future Farmers of America, they had shotguns in their pickup trucks. A, you wouldn't go get the shotgun from there because you get your bleep beat. Or B, uh, the kid who owned the truck had the shotgun would never dream of bringing it inside because they get their ass beat when they got home. So there you go. There you go. Um, here's a, actually, RFK did say something kind of uh, nice yesterday at this town hall. Um, Elizabeth Vargas was hosting it. I'm glad for her. She, uh, she is a, uh, someone who has experienced a good deal of uh, trouble in her life, overcome addiction, and I, and I uh, want to give her props for doing this. But here he, here he is yesterday being asked about what he thinks about Donald Trump. Now, try to get this kind of a classy answer from uh, the, uh, uh, I won't call him a name, but Chris Christie who said he won't endorse Donald Trump for president if he's a candidate. Which, oh my God, what are we going to do with that 0.1% of the vote? Like it held sway. But anyway, here's RFK being asked about Donald Trump. What kind of man do you think Donald Trump is? Well, you know, here's what I'm not going to do in this race. I'm not going to attack other people per personally. I don't think it's good for our country. And I think, you know, what I'm trying to do... Well, Donald Trump does. Donald Trump does that. Well, that's because Donald Trump gets hammered every day by people being called white supremacists, fascists, all of this. So I don't blame him for name-calling. This race is bring people together, is to try to bridge the divide between Americans. And guess what? And so I'm proud that President Trump likes me. 
even though I don't agree with him on most of his issues, I'm, because I don't want to alienate people. Uh, that almost sounds like he's trying to be civil. I want to bring people together. I'm proud that all these people like me and that I have independent supporters and Democratic supporters and that I'm able to bring a lot of people. You know, every Democrat says, I want to end the polarization. But how do you do that without talking to people who don't? Agree? No Democrats want to end polarization. They've created it between the sexes, between the genders, between the races, between the whatever. They've created it. They've built division. This is why I say that if 72% of the American people feel the country's going in the wrong direction, the ones who love the country is founded can come together to save it. And I've got a new poll that says nearly three quarters of voters believe America is in a state of economic and cultural decline. That is coming up. And I think the solution is to come together and say, screw the people on the radical left. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. 